Bet365 sponsors our podcast and features over 300,000 sporting events on their betting app. It's got everything you'll ever need to bet on sport. It's Chelsea versus Manchester United this Monday. Are Chelsea going to avenge the 4-0 defeat they suffered at Old Trafford on the opening weekend? Or will Odeon Agallo make an immediate impact for United? With Bet365 Bet Builder, you can combine match results, players to score, number of goals and more to build your own personalised bet. Bet365 is the world's favourite online sports betting company. The app can be downloaded from Google Play and Apple App Store, over 18s only, and please gamble responsibly. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the 59th Minute FPL Podcast, brought to you by The Athletic. I'm Mark McGettigan, better known these days as FPL General. This week's episode is going to be a wildcard special because I've hit the button on Saturday and Game Week 27 is still a long way away. We've still got games to go this weekend from Game Week 26. So rather than preview Game Week 27, I'm going to use this week's episode to do a special on the wildcard and then I'll be back on Tuesday with a preview to Game Week 27. All our podcasts are free in all the usual places, but if you'd like to hear ad-free versions, then you can subscribe to The Athletic with a 40% discount using the code FPLPOD. The structure of this episode is going to be, I'm going to go through a couple of wildcard tips first of all. Whether you're on your wildcard this week or not, that this is useful for whenever you do decide to play it or even for next season. Then I'm going to discuss what my first wildcard draft looks like, which players I've put in there. And then I'm going to finish by tackling a few questions from Twitter. So first of all, a few tips. Uh, I put it up, I wrote an article on The Athletic a couple of weeks ago, so I'm just going to touch on a few of the, the points that I highlighted there. Just you know, general tips for wildcarding and, and how, how best to do so. So the first thing you should do, once you're 100% sure that you're going to wildcard, you should do it early in a game week. So in my case, I decided, I decided last week that I was going to wildcard for game week 27. So as soon as that game week 26 deadline passed on Saturday... I, I hit the button then and the, the idea to do doing it early it, it's to protect your team value it's to try and give yourself as much cash as possible to build that wildcard squad when it comes to finalizing it so a couple of tips for that you want to use placeholders so when I activated my wildcard at the weekend I put in a few players that are likely to rise in price over the next two weeks now they're not necessarily players that I want to have in my wildcard squad but the hope there is that you know you can bring in a player who's likely to rise in price and you would hope that they would rise twice in price so you could bank 0.1 million profit so let's say a player goes and scores a hat-trick on Friday night let's say Raul Jimenez scores a hat-trick on Friday night against Leicester even if I don't want them in my wildcard squad I would put him in there for five or six days because there's a good chance he might rise twice in price after scoring a hat-trick if he does rise twice in price then i can remove him then i've got an extra 0.1 million to spend for my new wildcard squad so a website that is very useful when you're it's useful all season but more so when you're using your wildcard is fplstatistics.com so this is a price prediction website it predicts which players are likely to rise in price soon it also predicts which players are likely to fall in price soon so you've got to monitor that with your wildcard squad likewise if there's a player that's likely to fall in price you know if you look at that website and someone is close to you know minus 100 that suggests that they might fall in price so let's say there's a player that you want and 
they're likely to fall in price over the over the week. Let's say Timu Puki. Let's say you want him in your wildcard squad, but he's likely to fall in price. So you wouldn't put him into your wildcard draft until the last minute in the hope that you can get him for 0.11 million cheaper. So that that's the key. If you if you activate early, you can put yourself in the best position then to have as much cash possible to to build that wildcard squad. A very important thing to, to, to understand when you're wildcarding is to understand what current price is, what selling price is, and what purchase price is. So once you hit the wildcard button, the first two things you should do are go to fplstatistics.com to have a look at the market to see which players are going to rise and fall. And then you should go to the transfers page on the FPL website and click on list view. So go to transfers and then click on list view. It shows you what you bought, what you paid for your players, what price you can get for selling your players and what the current price of those players are. So CP is your is the current price, so that's the market price. If you don't have that player, that's what you're going to have to pay for them. The SP, that's your selling price, so that's what you'll get if you decide to sell that player. And the PP, that's your purchase price. So that tells you what you paid for that player a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, whenever it was. So you really need to understand what those three things are before you start chopping and changing your team. So as an example of that, just looking at my, I'm on my transfers page here in front of me uh, and I've clicked on list view. So an example is I've got the Brighton reserve goalkeeper in my squad. So I had the Matt Ryan button double up. So one of the first things I did when I hit my wildcard button on Saturday, I got rid of Matt Ryan because there's no chance he's going to rise in price. He may even fall. Uh, and I replaced him with Alex McCarthy because McCarthy is 4.4 million. He will be 4.5 million at some point soon. So I've got rid of Ryan who may fall in price. I've got in McCarthy who's likely to rise in price. That doesn't mean McCarthy's 100% going to be in my wildcard squad. But if I do decide that he is, at least I've got him at 4.4 instead of 4.5 next week. But a good example um, of understanding what these these terms mean. I've also got the reserve keeper button and I haven't removed him yet because... When I look at my purchase price, I paid four million for him. His current price is three point nine, so he's dropped zero point one since I've bought him. But when I look at FPL statistics, button there is a chance that he could rise back up to four million at some point over the next two weeks. So there's no point in me getting rid of him just yet, because if I just wait another, you know, five, six, seven days, if he goes back up to four million, then I can sell him for four million. Whereas if I got rid of him on Saturday or if I get rid of him today, I'm only going to get 3.9 million. So always keep these little things in mind um, looking at your you know list view on the transfers page. Another good example on the opposite side of that would be Jamie Vardy. My purchase price for Jamie Vardy was 9.4 million. His current price, so his market price is 9.8 million and my selling price would be 9.6 million. So if I decided today just to ship out Jamie Vardy, I would get 9.6. But if, you know, when it comes to finalizing my wildcard card squad and I decide I want to get him back, I'm going to have to pay more. I'm going to have to pay the market price, which is 9.8 million. So you've got to be very careful with players that you may want to keep in your wildcard. You, you know, don't sell them unless you're 100% sure that you don't want them. So the likes of Calvert-Lewin, Jamie Vardy, um, Salah, De Bruyne, Grealish, all these players are still in my squad. I haven't got rid of them because most likely I'm going to keep them or else, you know, I'm 50-50. So Jamie Vardy is a good example. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep him on my wildcard squad, but I'm not going to remove him until I know because, as I said, if, if I remove him today, I get 9.6. If I decide tomorrow I want him back, I'm going to have to pay 9.8. So I've cost myself some of my budget there. So you've just got to be careful 
basically you've got to protect your team value while your while your wildcard is active i've mentioned there don't sell players that you might want to keep the caveat to that is if they're going to fall in price so let's say danny ings i've just brought him in i brought him in for give me 26 so the i bought him for seven he still his current price is still seven million if it was a case that it looked like danny ings was going to fall to 6.9 then i could just get rid of him today and then maybe in three days time he drops to 6.9 so even though i want danny ings i would remove him for a couple of days and then i could possibly get him back for 0.1 million cheaper in a couple of days time that's just an example ings is obviously not going to fall in price there a good example here as well is john lundstrom so again one of the first things i did on saturday when I activated my wildcard was I got rid of most of my defenders, including Lundstrom. So I bought Lundstrom for four million at the start of the season. His current price I think is five million. So I sold him for four point five million on Saturday. Then of course he goes and scores a goal from the bench. So some people in my scenario might think maybe I shouldn't have sold him. Maybe I want to keep him now. I'm not in that camp. I still I still want to get rid of him because he's not guaranteed to start every week, even though he scored at the weekend. But that's a good example. If I sold Lundstrom on Saturday, then he goes and scores and I decide I want him back. That would be bad news for me because I would have sold him for 4.5 on Saturday. Then he goes and scores. I would have to pay 5 million today if I wanted to get him back in. So keep all that in mind with your wildcard. Understand what those terms mean. Your current price, your purchase price and your selling price. And use FPL statistics as a guide to the market. One last tip here as well before I move on to my current draft. Get in the players early that you think you're going to want on your wildcard squad if they are likely to rise in price. So when I look at FPL statistics on Saturday, I seen that the likes of Van Dyke, Lascelles, Enda Stevens at Sheffield United and Jack Stevens at Southampton, all four of those are on the first page on FPL statistics, which suggests all four of them are likely to rise in price before the Game Week 27 deadline. Now, they're four players that have a very good chance of you know, being in my wildcard squad. So I've put them in early. You know, I've got rid of the likes of Lundstrom, Soyunku, Rico and Kelly. And in my current, you know, place, my current placeholders are Trent. He stays there. And the other four have changed. So Van Dyke, LaSalle, Stevenson, the two Stevens are in there now. Because if it comes to the Game Week 27 deadline and I want those guys, it's better that I've got them at the cheaper price. You know, I've got Stevens at Southampton at 4.4. Good chance he's going to be 4.5 by the time I finalise my wildcard squad. Things like that. Van Dyke is 6.5. Good chance he'll be 6.6 by the time I finalise my squad. So get in the players early that look like they're going to rise in price that you want for your wildcard squad because you don't want to hold off and activate your wildcard next week closer to the deadline and have to pay more. Because that you can be 0.1, 0.2 short of a player that you really want then. Don't endlessly tinker with your squad. So don't transfer in players, transfer out players constantly every day while you're on a wild card. So the way I've got it now, I've got a template squad. And that won't really get changed until I finalise my squad. So when I'm tinkering, you know, coming up with different squads, building different squads, different ideas. I'm doing it on the transfers page and I'm taking screenshots. I'm not actually confirming my transfers. Because if I just endlessly tinker, Vardy in, Vardy out, Salah in, Salah out, you're going to destroy your team value. So when you're playing around with a new squad, do it on the transfers page, but don't actually confirm your transfers. So if I'm playing around with things today, no matter what happens, I go back to my default squad tonight with the likes of Van Dyke, LaSalle, Stevens and all these guys, because they're there to protect my team value until I finalise my squad. 
So hopefully, hopefully that makes sense. I know wildcard and team value, all that kind of stuff is it's quite hard to get your head around. It's quite hard. It's quite a hard thing to you know explain on a podcast as well. If you are an athletic subscriber, though, go back and check that article, um, how to use your wildcard uh, properly that I put there uh, up there a couple of weeks ago. Moving on now to my first wildcard draft. So as I mentioned, I wildcarded on Saturday and. I put a quick squad together and I took a screenshot of it because usually, you know, usually there's only one week, you know, to build your wildcard squad. Because I'm doing it during the winter break, I've got two weeks. So that's a lot of time for your thoughts to change and to overthink things. So I wanted to take a screenshot of my first squad so that in two weeks time when I'm finalizing my wildcard squad or, or next Friday, that I can refer back to that initial draft and and see how much it's changed and just ask myself why has it changed and why are those you know gut instincts those first you know first players I've put in why are they not there anymore um, have I over overthought it or or what are the reasons why it's changed and are they justifiable changes so because it's an odd time to wildcard we still got a lot of games to play uh, to get through for game twenty six so I put this initial first squad together. I put my placeholders in place and I haven't touched it since Saturday. And I'm going to try and avoid doing any, you know, playing around with it until all the games in game week 26 are finished or at least until Monday before that Manchester City game on Wednesday because so much changes in FPL over a short space of time. I could spend hours and hours this week playing around with squads and then injuries occur, suspensions occur at the weekend, you know, fixture schedules change. There's another storm coming at the weekend, which is which is worrying for fixtures. So for me, it's a waste of time to tinker this week. So that's why I'm just waiting until all the fixtures are finished in game week 26 and then I'll have a proper go at it and have a proper look at things. So... I'm going to run through here what my first draft was, so it'll be interesting to you know refer back to this on next week next week's podcast to see how much has it changed. A question I got on Twitter as well was why have I wildcarded now? I should probably address that now before I go through my squad. The main reason why I've wildcarded now is quite simply I don't like my team. I haven't done so for quite a few weeks. I wildcarded gave me twenty, and I think I got five or six red arrows. You know, right at one after the other. Uh, I managed to get a green one last game week, but there's just a lot of players on my team I don't like. There's probably about eight or nine changes I'm going to make. There's a question as well. You know, how many how many changes do you think are justified to activate the wild card? I always think if you if you would make six or seven changes, then I think the wild card should be at least thought about. And um, for me, I think I'm going to make about eight or nine. So for me, it feels like a good time to do so, freshen up things. Also, my rank is not where I want it to be. I'm around 250k at the moment. Now, if my rank was better, maybe if I was top 50k or top 10k, maybe I'd be more inclined to be a bit more patient with the wildcard this season. But for me, I want to take action and I want to try and climb, you know, over the last, you know, last third of the season rather than waiting until, you know, the last two or three game weeks to play the wildcard and the bench boost. The players that, you know, I didn't didn't want anymore, uh, the Ryan button double up in goals. I don't want them anymore. Brighton don't keep many clean sheets. Soyunku's been useless for me. Lundstrom, I want to get rid of him because he's not going to start every week. Rico and Kelly, they explain themselves. Calvert Lewin, I was considering getting rid of as well, but you know there's a question mark over him now because he did really well for me and gave me 26. Oriel Romeo on my bench as well is going to go. And then I've got question marks over Vardy and Jack Grealish as well. I don't know if those two will survive my wildcard squad. So overall, I could end up making 10 changes easily by the time next Friday comes around. So that was the reason for it. Very unhappy with a lot of those players. Just wanted to clear out the deadwood and 
you know, I'm potentially looking at a bench boost, an early bench boost as well. You know, I've always tended to play my wild card late in seasons and bench boost late in the season as well. You know, a popular strategy this season, I think, will be wild card 36, bench boost 37. But, you know, I've mentioned quite a few times, for me, I feel that it's pretty late. And I just want to try something different this season. You know, going into the season, I wanted to be open with my approach to the chips and to the wild card. So I'm going to try an earlier one and see how it goes. So the first draft that I put together on Saturday, and this this hasn't changed because, as I say, I'm not going to tinker too much until game 26 is complete. Now, there's not too many surprises in here. Uh, goalkeepers, Dean Henderson and McCarthy, which I think is going to be a very popular double-up for the rest of the season. The back five, I've already mentioned. So Trent Alexander-Arnold is the only defender who is going to survive the wildcard cull. I've got Willie Bolly in there from Wolves. John Egan, Sheffield United, Jack Stevens, Southampton, and I've got Lascelles from Newcastle. I've also, midfield, Salah and De Bruyne are not going to go anywhere. Salah's definitely not going anywhere. I'll probably have a play around with one or two drafts that don't have De Bruyne, but most likely I'll just keep him. Uh, Son is probably going to survive. I've had him for the last couple of game weeks and I would like to hold on to him. Also in midfield, I've got Traore and I've got Hayden then from Newcastle just as a 4.3 million bench fodder up front then Vardy who I'm not sure about Danny Ings will stay and Jimenez may come back in now a couple of bullet points here from that squad the most obvious one is there's only two Liverpool players there Trent and Salah that won't be the case when it comes to my final squad I will have three Liverpool players the question will be you know who goes in alongside Trent and Salah is it another defender or will it be Sadio Mane? And that was one of the reasons I waited until game 27 to wildcard rather than 26. Because I wanted to see, you know, Mane, I wanted to get an update on Mane's fitness. I wanted to see him back on the pitch. So with a wildcard, I've got the option of going back to the Salah Mane double up. But I think most likely I'll probably end up going double defence with either Van Dijk or Robertson just for budget reasons and to fit in all the other players that I want in there. There's only six survivors. So Trent, Salah, De Bruyne, Son, Vardy and Ings would be six players that would survive. And as I said, there's question marks over Vardy. So it may only be five survivors. So that would be 10 changes in total. Another thing to take away from that one is blank game week 28. So Sheffield United and Manchester City blank in game week 28. I've got Henderson and Egan in that squad as well as Kevin De Bruyne. So that would be three players who blank in 28 I think three is fine because number one one of them's a goalkeeper so I would just play McCarthy that week and then bench De Bruyne and Egan and that would still leave me with one playing substitute and obviously a couple of free transfers before then as well so obviously you've got to keep these blank game weeks uh, 28 and 31 in mind if you're wildcarding this week or anytime soon another big question I've mentioned already you know Vardy Ings Jimenez was the front line you know I put together on Saturday for my first draft but then Calvert-Lewin went and did really well for me uh, in, in game 26 so it's going to be very hard to drop Calvert-Lewin uh, given the form he's in and you know Everton are, Everton are playing quite well and they're scoring plenty of goals the issue is fixtures Everton have Arsenal Manchester United Chelsea and Liverpool in their next four so it's it's a classic case of form versus fixtures I'm usually pretty loyal to players who perform well for me so in that case, I think there's a good chance I'll end up holding on to Calvert-Lewin despite the fixtures and just trust him to, to continue his good form. He really helps with the budget as well. So I've probably got four 
strikers to fit into three spots. I've got Vardy, Ings, Jimenez and Calvert-Lewin. So it's probably pick three of those four. Danny Ings is probably going to stay. I really want to get Jimenez back because I want the Wolves triple up. Um, you know, Jimenez, Triori and the defender. Um, so if I went Jimenez, Ings, Calvert-Lewin, if I went Calvert-Lewin instead of Vardy, you know, that would probably allow Manny instead of a Liverpool defender or just an upgrade elsewhere. So that is that is something I'm going to have to chew on for the next week. You know, Calvert-Lewin, does he stay or does he go? I've, I've just noted down a few players here as well that are not in that first draft, but players that I'm very much interested in. A couple of defenders, Serge Aurier uh, and Charlie Taylor from Burnley. Uh, I like Charlie Taylor because he's very cheap and he's guaranteed fixtures in 28 and 31 and they're, they're decent fixtures as well. Um, John Fleck, if I play a bench boost, which I'll talk more about uh, when it comes to the questions, I like Fleck for that. Uh, a couple of differentials then, I'm probably going to look for one or two differentials in my wildcard squad and I think two of the most likely candidates are midfielders, Harvey Barnes at Leicester or Nathan Redmond at Southampton. So I like both of those. It may even be a case of maybe going for Redmond for a week or two and then, you know, with a view to moving him to Harvey Barnes or may, I may just go with Harvey Barnes from the outset. But I definitely think there's a good chance I'll include a player like that, you know, who's got very low ownership but, you know, has the potential to be explosive with, with some good fixtures ahead. Another striker as well. I've said I've got probably got four strikers to choose from. I really like Jay Rodriguez as well. I was very impressed by him uh, against Arsenal. I think he's only five point seven million. Uh, as long I need to I need to investigate how much longer Ashley Barnes is going to be out for. But if he if Barnes was going to be out for another couple of weeks, Jay Rodriguez as a cheap third striker. Um, you know, somebody who plays in blanking week thirty-one as well is is on my mind, but most likely, most likely he won't make it because I prefer those other four strikers that I mentioned. So that is my first draft uh, and a couple of players I'm interested in as well, and just a few thoughts. So I will return to that draft on you know next Tuesday's podcast with an updated version, and we'll see you know what what has changed after game week twenty-six. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that takes the work out of dressing well. It's a fun and light touch. To get started, go to stitchfix.co.uk forward slash athletic, fill in a style quiz and tell Stitch Fix about your personal style and aesthetic, budget, size and shape, fit challenges, clothing needs and wants. A personal stylist will send you five items of clothing, each hand-picked for you from Stitch Fix's selection of 100 brands including established names, cool immersion designers and exclusive brands you won't find anywhere else. Try on everything at home, style with other items in your wardrobe, buy what you love and send back the rest. Get started with Stitch Fix today and support our podcast by going to stitchfix.co.uk forward slash athletic that's s-t-i-t-c-h-f-i-x forward slash athletic. Thanks to everyone who sent in the questions on Twitter. I've picked out some of the best ones here. First one came in from Chris Tan. Chris asks, Is the plan to wildcard this week to enable you to bank a transfer in Game Week 28, which will give you two free transfers in Game Week 29 when Game Week 31 information will be clearer 
and with the intention of using the bench boost in Gimme 29. I do have my eye on it. I'm not 100% set on doing it, but I do like to play the bench boost chip shortly after a wild card simply because it's easier to get you know your bench players with decent fixtures rather than having to scramble to to, to make transfers to do so game week 29 is i think it's it's a good game week for bench boost because there's there's a couple of good fixtures there so southampton play newcastle and uh wolves are at home to brighton uh, and Sheffield United are home to Norwich. So, you know, those are the teams that you're probably looking to your bench boost for. So if I take that draft that I put together, the bench boost would be something like McCarthy and Stevens, the two Southampton guys, at home to Newcastle. Lascelles as well. So you're probably hoping for a 0-0 in that game for the bench boost. And then I've got Hayden as well from Newcastle. But if I was playing a bench boost in 29, I, I wouldn't really want Hayden because I wouldn't expect anything more than two points from him. So if I do decide to, to bench boost in 29, or at least plan to bench boost in 29 when I wildcard this week, I think I'd be looking to improve Hayden to someone like John Fleck. I just think it's you know it's much more likely that John Fleck is going to get you 10 points in a bench boost than, than Hayden is. Hayden's you know probably only going to get two points. And, and Hayden, his, his place could be under threat now anyway. You know, you could have a bench boost of two Southampton guys, you know, McCarthy and Stevens, and you could have two Sheffield United guys as well. You could go for Fleck. And you could go for a defender, you know, someone like Egan or O'Connell or, or Stevens. So I do like that idea. Uh, I've never had much luck with bench boost in double game weeks. I think last season, I think I only got 11 points from a bench boost, even though, you know, all four of them played twice. So I think it's probably an overrated chip anyway. And it's not something I'm going to stress over too much. Um, you know, I'm probably going to set up my wildcard 27 it's probably going to set up naturally anyway that it's going to look decent for a bench boost in 29. I always try to bank a transfer the week after a wildcard. So wildcard 27, bank my transfer 28. And then I've got two frees for 29 to, you know, if, if something goes wrong, if I've got an injury or a suspension, I've got them two free transfers to fix things if I want to go ahead with the bench boost in that game week. What I like, you know, I've mentioned it before as well, what I like about playing the bench boost early if I play bench boost in game week 29, from game week 30 onwards then, right through to the end of the season, I can focus all my attention on my starting 11. You know, I don't need to, I won't be forced into, you know, boring transfers, you know, because of bench boost. So yeah, I like the idea of using it early and getting it out of the way. As I said, you know, if I had a bench boost of McCarthy, Stevens, and, you know, maybe Fleck and, and Egan or something like that, you know, I'd be quite confident that that could do quite well. You know, if, if, you, if you got... Even if you got one clean sheet out of that, you know, one attack and return from one of the defenders, you're probably looking at 20 points. And I think that would be, you know, a very successful bench boost. So for me, my plan is to do it in 29, but it's not a plan I'm tied to. If I arrive at game week 29 and I've, you know, I've run into a few issues or it's just not looking as good as it is now, I'll just hold off and I'll do it probably in a in a in a double game week later in the season. You know, even if I only have two or three players on my bench who play but if they have two fixtures you know that's you know that in theory that's probably better than than doing it in a single game week but for me I'm just going to go for it you know as I said my approach at the start of the season was be open with the chips and, and be open to trying something different so that's what I'm going to do I'm going to I'm going to set up wildcard with a view to bench boost it in 29 the key message here is I'm not playing my wildcard just to, to bench boost in 29 that's important you know don't play your wildcard just because you want to use your, your bench boost the week after or, or two weeks after. You know, use your wildcard for the right reasons. Don't use it 
just for the bench boost chip. Question from Chris as well. Um, how are you going to balance the squad so you have a decent team for blank gaming 28, bench boost 29, and yet be able to field nine plus players in blank gaming 31? Uh, FPL Dave had a similar question here as well. As an early wildcarder, what are your plans for blank gaming 31? So, Blank Game Week 31 is it's shaping up to be a very small game week. We may only have three or four fixtures in that game week. It looks like free hit will be that will be a logical time to use free hit. But for me, I think the key for me on wildcard and anyone on a wildcard, you've got to stay flexible because we don't have all the information yet. So for me, I think my free hit chip this season is gonna quite simply come down to Liverpool. Whether they qualify for the next round of the FA Cup or if they get knocked out. So if Liverpool do feature in game week 31, I don't think I'll bother using my free hit chip then because if Liverpool do play, I'll have triple Liverpool. I'm going to have triple Wolves. That's six players already. I'll probably include a Burnley player on my wild card, either Charlie Taylor or possibly Nick Pope instead of Dean Henderson to go alongside McCarthy. I'm not 100% on Dean Henderson. You know, I may go for the defenders instead there from Sheffield United. Let's say I went for Charlie Taylor, triple Wolves, triple Liverpool. That is seven players. And I'd also have four free transfers between now and then. So I don't think the free hit chip would be worth it if Liverpool have a fixture in that game week. Now, it's a different story if Liverpool have a blank game week because then the fixtures are going to be atrocious. We're we're going to probably only have most of us are probably only going to have four or five players but again you know four or five players plus pl- probably four transfers so you can prepare for it the, the option then would be just use the free hit chip and not have to worry about 31 or just you know bin off that game week if it's a case that there's only three fixtures and they're terrible fixtures i would happily just have you know four five six players and you know keep the free hit chip for a double game week where there's probably a lot more gain to be made as opposed to using it for just three, three, uh, three games. So, again, it's it's about staying flexible. And you know, my wildcard squad will be a flexible squad that I can maneuver twenty eight and thirty one. Question from FPL Newton Heath: Which Wills defender to go for on a wildcard? Willie Bolly or Matt Doherty? So, Bolly is in my first draft. He's four point seven million. Doherty is a lot more expensive. He's six point one million now. If cash was no object. Doherty would be probably the first name in my wildcard squad just because, you know, every time I watch Wolves, he's, he's bombing forward, he's getting himself into the six-yard box. He, he should have more attacking returns than he does this season. I like their fixtures. They've got Norwich in 27 at home. They've got Brighton at home in 29. And then they've got West Ham and Bournemouth 30 and 31. So Wolves are very attractive because they have that fixture in 31, but also they've got good fixtures and also they're a very good team. So... I'm pretty set on a Wolves triple up. I don't have any Wolves players at all at the moment, which is another factor in me activating the wildcard to get them. So I'm going to get Jimenez, probably Triori as well, and a defender. So most likely Bolly for budget reasons, but if I can find the cash or I have cash left over, Doherty will be in my squad if I can if I can manage it. I think he's the better option. Question from Essential Acid. Have the tides changed for the Lord? He, he's referring to Lundstrom here. He says, keep or let go. So I'm letting Lundstrom go on wildcard because I don't think we can rely on him anymore. Even though I, I got a very unlikely seven points from at the weekend. I started him over Rico at the weekend. I knew there was a chance Lundstrom wouldn't start. But I also knew that there was a chance 
you know, Rico usually gets zero, minus one, or one. So, you know, Lundstrom was probably going to match him by just coming off the bench for one point anyway. So I just thought, you know, even with a half an hour, Lundstrom can do something, which he did. So that turned out to be a good decision, but... I'm still going to get rid of him because I'd rather have a player who I know is going to play every week. You know, Sheffield United, Defender, Newcastle, Southampton. There's loads of teams, you know, Wolves with, with good fixtures. So Lundstrom for me is gone because, quite simply in FPL, I want players who are going to play every week and play 90 minutes if possible. And Lundstrom, you know, he may well come back into the starting eleven now in game week 27 after he scored his goal. But there's no guarantee thereafter that he's going to play there's a lot of competition for places there now you know Lundstrom's played a lot of games this season you know maybe he's starting to to that's maybe taking its toll on him and and we may see more rotation there so for me it's a sell I think it's if you're not on a wild card you know it's probably fine to keep him one more week and see if he does start against Brighton you know it's a good fixture but then you know I'd probably looking to let him go then afterwards question from Daryl B would Sheffield United likely to have two blanks in four game weeks are you still going to have a defender from their team on your wild card? So Sheffield United have 28 and 31. So they are definitely blanking in 28 and they're very likely to blank in 31 as well. So that is two game weeks out of four that they will miss. So that is a big question for my wild card as well. How many Sheffield United players do I go for because of that? So for me, I'm unlikely to go for a triple up. It'll be most likely two, maybe even only one. But I think with bench boost in mind, I, I like John Fleck for the bench boost. So it'd probably be one defender and John Fleck. Um, if if I do go for if I do go for that, so most likely for me, yes, I will have at least one Sheffield United defender. Most likely two Sheffield United players. So I don't think I'll go for the triple up. That just feels too much now with those two blanks coming up. The reason I'm still going for Sheffield United players because around those blanks they've got very good fixtures. Twenty seven home to Brighton, 29 home to Norwich and 30 away to Newcastle. So three very good fixtures in and around their blanks there. Question from Kevin Bader. Richarlison, yes or no? Richarlison, he's not really in my thoughts for wildcard quite simply because of Calvert-Lewin. Calvert-Lewin is 2 million cheaper and he's performing very, very well. So I don't see any reason to pay 2 million extra to get Richarlison when I can just keep Calvert-Lewin on my wildcard. So, you know, a lot of people went, f- well, not a lot of people, a few people, I've seen a few people going for the Calvert-Lewin-Richarlison double-up a couple of weeks ago and doing really well out of it. But for me, the double-up is not an option. And, you know, with those fixtures, as I mentioned, for Everton, they're not great on paper. So it's either keep Calvert-Lewin or go with no Everton players. That's my current thinking. Thanks, as always, for the questions. Hopefully you found this podcast useful, whether you're on a wildcard or not. Thanks for taking the time to listen. Good luck for the rest of Gamey 26. Looking forward to the weekend. We've got games Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And then I'll be back on Tuesday with a preview to Game Week 27. Have a good one. <laughs>